Krakoa Radio presents. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the Dawn of X line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my co-host. The one and the only, baby. It's Josh. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. So many things. What's popping, baby? We've been gone. Uh, Happy holidays to everyone. Happy. Happy. We were gone for a week again. Um, It's been... Spider-Man has ruled the world for the past two weeks. Spider-Verse, or Spider-Fever. Spider-Fever-Verse? Spider-Verse Fever? Yep, there it is. There it is. That's what it is. Um, I was telling you before that officially this is already Sony's highest grossing movie ever. Just from from the portion that they're getting from the movie. That's crazy. That's insane. It already broke a billion on Christmas. It's going to be 500 million domestically. That's nuts. It's taken over everything uh, we are gonna talk spoilers if you haven't seen it i don't yeah. know why like that's on you i guess yeah i would go ahead and uh at this point skip ahead let's say 30 ish minutes <laughs> honestly minutes. <laughs> yeah probably work backwards from there <laughs> if it's too far um it was it as i told you before when i really sat down and made my ranking for spider-man movies mm-hmm. it might be number one it's fluctuating here and there but it's might be my favorite spider-man movie i, I it is an incredible movie. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, there's a couple plot issues. Oh, 100%. Yes, like, 100%. That I'm like, okay, wait, what? Aren't they still going to die if you send them back? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a good method, but... Also, like, just everything with the spell generally in points. I'm like, They okay. were too specific with the spell exactly. that puts them in their own writing problems. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm 100% like, okay, well... That doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, like, like, wait, did Electro know who Peter Parker was? Babs might, like, <laughs> how can Electro at one point, again, remember everybody's spoilers, Yeah. so how can Electro at one point think, oh, I thought you were going to be black? If he knew who he was. If the only reason he can be here is because he knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. At the very least, you could say somehow Goblin told him his name, but that's very, like, thin because at the end of the movie, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is, is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. It's not a good movie, but it is kind of fun. And I it looks watched, gorgeous. I, it looks absolutely gorgeous. What the fuck? <laughs> That's like 6K that movie yeah. was shot in or some yeah. bullshit. From I the know. beginning, when Spider-Man's following from wherever, oh my Lord. it looked the suit gorgeous. Still possibly the, up until the ending of this movie yeah. was my favorite oh Spider-Man suit. Oh my God, <laughs> the new Spider-Man suit, though, is classic we're gonna jump around a lot and whatever we are 100 this isn't a review of spider-man though we will be talking about this for conservatively 30 more minutes so what blew me away was the fact that at the end of the movie i immediately went holy shit were the last two movies a prequel yeah this has been this was the story this (laughs) this was his um origin story yeah this third movie was the peter parker in the marvel universe origin story and the fact that it hit me a little bit when Aunt May died and yes. said the line. Yes. And I was like, holy shit, they're doing the line now. Yeah, that means they're she's fucking doing she, it. There's just no Uncle Ben. She, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're, they're not really. Uh, I mean, it's, as some people online say, it's George Costanza because they were together in, <laughs> in Seinfeld. Um, but the fact that this movie should have been a complete mess. This movie, under any oh other studio, oh my lord, would just be cameo filled and nothing nonsense. would have any real meeting and be nonsense. The plot holes would not be forgive. I would not no. be able to forgive the issues I do have with it. No, right now. it should be I mean? a mess. But somehow, every character in this movie services Peter's story. Peter is still the main character. The main. St- I think he's more of a focus in this movie than he has been the last two movies. Yeah, to be honest, especially yeah. in Far From Home. The last one was a Mysterio movie. Yeah. This was Peter's story, Peter's journey, and other Spider-Men. I thought they were going to be cameos in the last act. They were fucking they, characters oh in this God. movie. How much does? How much do you miss Andrew Garfield? I never thought I'd say that. He was putting in his heart and soul into this when fucking I, movie. I have always, always, always liked his portrayal of Spider-Man. I say I like the portrayal of Peter Parker. Say I, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I think his Peter is a little too high strung. A little too cool. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's a little too cool and too and too like all over the place. Yeah. Um, 
but his Spider-Man, his like bravado, yeah, true. As Spider-Man is so fucking good. And I felt like, hey, you guys that get third movies, I never got it. So let me give you a little of my backstory. Let me give perfect. you my acting. Let me perfect. give you about the the struggle I've been and the difference in his character too, though. Like yeah. he's not as like flighty as he was you know like true he's acting like he said, he said i think he said in the movie like now. he's been darker he's mm-hmm. been more brutal he's since not Gwen holding died. his punches and holy shit when he got to save mj that w- i almost uh, cried i almost cried too i was like holy shit and like the how proud he was that he did it right this time yeah. caught her with the hands and mm-hmm. swung under and like mm-hmm. and then he started crying oh my uh, god <laughs> she's like are you okay yeah are you okay and then seeing so one thing that's special for me even though my audience was fucking awful bunch of dumb kids talking throughout the whole movie especially yeah. during aunt may's death scene they wouldn't shut the fuck up yeah. but this is the theater i watched spider-man one at mm. the same as that theater i wanted to do that on purpose i yeah. thought it felt special so when i saw toby mcguire pop in <laughs> what was it the uh the coolest youth pastor as yeah. someone called him <laughs> the way he acted and he hasn't done a lot of movies in like the last 10 years he's only done like two or three yeah movies. he's been he's been out of the game he's been pretty low-key about everything but like the way he acted, you got so much information. And when he caught the blade to not kill William Defoe, who mm. we'll get to in a second. Mm. But the fact that he's the one protecting him and he's the one reminding Peter, we're not fighting them, we're saving them. Yeah. We have to save them. Because that's what Spider-Man is. He's not a killer. And he was and and it was perfect for Toby to do it because he was the hokiest of all. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he was that old school hokey spider-man yeah and they gave you all the moments even some you didn't know you wanted of just like oh wait they come out of your body the webbing comes oh out my of your god when they're like what is that where's that co-? no i'm not i'm not saying anything bad i yeah. just i'm just weird he's like i'm just jealous honestly i'm just jealous. i just want to know and then they'd flip it like where amazing spider-man feels like a loser and he's like no you're awesome i know you're great you're man. amazing they you're, kept amazing. Saying, you're amazing like, and when no. he like helps him like crack his back and yeah, shit which like, is such oh. an inside joke about his back injuries yeah. during the movie yeah. and just like yeah and i think i forgot maybe it was uh garfield who said like i always wanted brothers yeah and i'm like that's so fucking that is sweet. what peter is to peter yeah and they all hugged at the end oh, even though i'm like oh shit toy's dead oh no he's fine yeah oh yeah 100 percent. nothing wrong with toby he's perfectly fine now except for one throwaway line of oh i'm in a lot of pain and i've been stabbed before i've been stabbed before (laughs) yeah Yeah, okay but above anything else before we get to i know you want to get to please i'm bursting at the fucking scenes william defoe did he just put a better performance than he did the first fucking time yes he did I love william defoe so much i saw an interview right before i saw the movie where he said he refused to do a cameo so if I'm in the movie, I want to be in the movie. 100%. The fact that he kills on May. The fight scene in the in the apartment building, which apparently they did practical. Like, I saw it behind the scenes. Yeah, it looks like you, it. You see them crashing through floors. When like, they had a wrestling of, match, basically. Yeah, he did wrestling moves. He yeah. did body slams. And, yeah. like, I realized for a second, I was like, wait a minute. Which is a callback to yeah. Spider-Man's pro wrestling but also, when I really think about it, Spider-Man that we've known in this universe has never faced anyone as strong as him. No. Never. He's caught everyone's arm like it was nothing. He's never been truly physically challenged in this mm-hmm. universe. And Goblin's like, guess what? Like that scene where his spider sense is turned on, but he doesn't know exactly Well, except why. when he, he did fight Thanos. True, yeah. Thanos, yeah. But like anyone like in his in his movies yes. not non-avengers yes. movies it, yes okay yeah he's never faced anyone that strong and one-on-one no backup or nothing yeah. which I'm, also he, he fought captain america who was pulling his punches yes he flat out said he like i think tony even said like yeah, he, he would have killed you kid yeah. so like the fact that a guy who doesn't give a fuck and was being very joker in the sense of like i'm gonna make you stronger because you're mm-hmm. weak because you're trying to follow these rules mm-hmm. like no no they even had a moment where he punched him and he kept laughing mm-hmm. and i'm like holy so shit oh my and, like, God, dude. that scene where his spider sense is turned on, he doesn't know why, uh-huh. and he's just walking in the room slowly, looking at everyone. Uh-huh. I'm like, holy shit, what's about to happen? I, <laughs> I was, like, waiting and waiting like, you and felt waiting. tense. I like, <laughs> uh, I think if I had one true complaint, and I know this will be, I'll be in the minority of this complaint, I feel like Jamie Foxx was reduced to let's give him black lines, and let's give him things black people would say. Yeah. I feel like, and I, Jamie Foxx does that. Sometimes that's his shtick, also. Could be. But just purely face value writing wise, I, there's a handful of moments I'm like, yeah, of course the black guy had to say that. Yeah. Of course the black guy gets the line like that. Yeah. Oh, I wish he was black. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't. Wouldn't, like, 
yeah, maybe one of the white guys would yeah. have been like, dude, I, you know, because all this shit, I thought you were going to be black. Yeah, like, but <laughs> I guess maybe that does guy. make it a little racist. Sometimes, yeah. Maybe no one has to say it. But um, maybe <laughs> it doesn't need to be said, I guess. Yeah. But um, maybe there's other ways to tease at Miles. Maybe just put Miles in it. I think next, I think we're going to the next trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would not be shocked if by the end of the like the sixth movie, which should be Sinister Peter's Six. Peter's dead. Should be Sinister Six. Yes. Should be Peter's dead. Bring in Miles. Yep. But the first, like nerd the second gasm, one. Bring in Miles in the second one. He's already yes, kind of tutoring him. with Peter. Yeah. Peter dies, then Miles. Is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going to the th- my first nerdgasm moment was, of course, when you see Peter's lawyer, and it's fucking Matt Murdock. Oh, my And I'm flipping out. My audience God, is yelling. This I is great. gasped. Yeah. But the, the cherry on top, oh. the most perfect tease is when the brick flies through the window oh my lord and he catches it before fucking spider-man and my favorite fucking line in the entire movie <laughs> was when peter asked him how'd you do that and his response is i'm a very good lawyer yeah and at that moment i was like charlie cox is a perfect matt murdoch and they planned and it out so great because the same week we have that we have we kingpin, have kingpin and Hawkeye. but it, it made me realize there are only two actors that I think the MCU has gotten that and have written in a way where they are like true embodiments yeah. of their comic book characters. And Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock is one. Yeah. And Tony Stark as, I mean, as <laughs> what the fuck his name is. Yeah, Iron Man. I, oh, oh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, thank yeah. you. Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark. Or I'd like, throw in, I would perfect. throw in... Um, Chris Evans. I feel like they the comics started making Captain America more like the MCU version. That's versus fair, yeah. the other way. Like yeah, I get that. that Matt Murdock we get on screen yeah. played by Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock, is Matt yeah, Murdock on the page. Same with Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, I was I flipped out when he caught the brick. I'm like my mind started racing because by the end of the movie, which I love, he has nothing. He's technically no one. No one remembers Peter Parker. I, Let's not get into how that works, please. <sighs> Don't get into how does video recordings work. At no point, MJ looks at her phone and is like, "Who are the pictures of these? This yeah, white guy." Yeah, I, I, I do. I am a little confused about how technology didn't all, Flash write a book. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like Peter Parker doesn't have any school records. He's got to yeah. get a GED now. Like, what happened yeah. to the school records? I don't know how all of that worked. That's very hand wavy. It is like it, so. It's not that. It's not everyone forgets him. It's literally you've been wiped out from from like history. Then how you have no social? How'd you get this apartment? Yeah. Well, it's a ratty apartment in New York. You can kind of... There's plenty of people get a ratty not apartment in, this, in New York. Not in this day and age. you got to go through some kind of fucking background Well, this check. is five years in the future after half the world had been decimated. I feel so. like there's even more <laughs> background checks now. Actually, no, no. I think it'd be easier to get a fake ID in a world where everyone just Oh, my back. God, you're right. Oh, my God, you're right. That's true. But um, the costume that gets to the end of the movie, I'm like... I've seen it before. It's not just the classic costume. It's the Alex Ross costume. Yes. And I'm like... Those blues, that, yeah. Because yeah, he, he has to get cheap fabric. Yep. That's fucking Spider-Man. Yep. No more tech, no more access to no. anything special. Which I have bones. always complained about. Yeah. Like, my excitement level, when they basically just hit reset and made Peter Parker Peter Parker now. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect this for is, two studios also because they can still do stuff with him and not have to explain where's the Avengers. They don't know who the fuck he is. No. So they don't need him. No. And vice versa for for the next Spider-Man movie, why is he by himself? Because they don't know who the fuck he is. They don't know who he is. From what I understand, from the way they explained it, they know of Spider-Man. They know he was there on XY missions. Yes. But they don't know who Peter is. Yes. So when it comes down to it, like everyone the who world was, the world remembers Spider Man. Yes. The world does not remember Peter. But Parker. in the terms of like the Avengers, technically everyone who knows Peter, uh, Peter, Peter from that mission is either dead or not on Earth. Because when they fought Thanos, it was Iron Man who's dead, yeah. Nebula, Star Lord, all the Guardians, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. So other than Strange, who's obviously gonna have his own fucking issue soon, Jesus. no one really has worked with him. No one remembers him. No one mm-hmm. needs to remember him. No. And the fact that Happy didn't know him at the grave, I was like, holy I shit. Know. Really, no one knows him. I know. And immediately, my brain is like, but he knows something's up with Matt, and there could still be a team up. If he needs backup, yeah. he knows that random lawyer yeah. has reflexes as quick as him. Yeah. <laughs> also, they never explained why Peter can still use his reflexes when he wasn't in his own body. 
which I think is amazing. Though. It was like, cool. It was really cool. Like just like yeah, his spider sense. Like that's all you have to do is like his spider sense is preternatural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like when he's like, "Why this shouldn't be happening?" He's trying to catch the box. His <laughs> frustrating Doctor Strange with math is yeah. just. Uh, I loved it when Peter realized. Oh, oh, magic is just math. Oh, yeah. I know math. <laughs> like, yeah, I can calculate this. And then he just chaps him. He's like, I was there for 12 hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. It was a great way to write him out because if you have like Doctor Strange versus Green Goblin, he's going to kill him in five seconds. Yes, 100%. He's going to make a portal and he's done. Yeah. Like, that's the end of the fucking yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it. I um, liked a lot of Hawkeye. I did too. It made me like Clint Barton a lot more. Yeah. As a character. I relate to a guy who's just fucking fed up. Yeah. He's like, I just want to fucking go home. Let me yeah. take out my my uh, earpiece because I don't want to hear anything. Love, love Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop is I, great. I, I'm look, her that actress is She's fucking great. phenomenal. I, I love uh, Florence Pugh. She's fantastic. Florence Pugh is killing it. She didn't need to be in it, but she was. You know and what? It worked. I don't hate it. No, I don't whatever. hate it. She's charming as shit. Oh my god. She's extremely charming. That one scene, and you know what scene. Oh, in the kitchen she, with oh, the macaroni and cheese? Yes. No, you kind of fall in love with her. We, like, we need a TV show of just those two guys. Oh, there's already people going, like, why don't they just fall in love? Those 100%. Two? Why not? Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I, I'd we, love to see that. We need that shit. Um, I need that shit in my I, life. As I mentioned to you before earlier today, I think they just didn't stick the landing because the last episode had so much going into it. Yeah. That they were they not going to. finish it off. No, they were not going to properly solve everything. So. Let's just cut to it though. Mm-hmm. Kingpin. Kingpin is now in this universe. Yes. Matt Murdock is now in this universe. Yep. And one thing, Let, we okay. still don't know who bought uh, Stark Tower or Avengers Tower. They did not tell us. And William Defoe, Green Goblin, said there is no Oscorp. Mm-hmm. So there's two options Fantastic Four or that big ass building Kingpin has in the comics sometimes. Yes. That skyscraper building or Doom if they want to kind of swerve everyone. I'm going to. I'm going to guess fantastic four i still think baxter building yeah um so there are two theories i have right now Mm -hmm. either theory a which is this is just a brand new universe okay and these are just the first time we're ever coming across these two characters and they haven't even encountered each other yet either all that shit early daredevil days yeah or b netflix happened yeah and this is Kingpin now out of jail, slowly coming control. back into power. Matt Murdock is doing less daredevilly shit now because of everything that happened at the end of. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just kind of not well, out there much anymore. By the end of the season three, he was barely really daredevil. That's what I'm saying. He like the, the black costume. Yeah, he didn't even like, have a costume anymore. Exactly. Like yeah. he's, he, Kingpin. I beat you. Yeah, so. Kingpin <laughs> fell. Karen died? No, no, she was alive. She was still. Okay, yeah. so like Kingpin died. Every, or Kingpin was. Be beaten. Yeah. He he didn't need it. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing. It. He's Hell's doing lawyer shit now. Exactly. Bullseye that's why was he like hasn't. In the hospital. Yeah. And that's why we haven't seen him in any of these movies or anything. He's just not being Daredevil anymore. Yeah. And like they're on now a new collision course. Like, which one do you think it is? Netflix happened or this is brand? So new? here's what I think is happening. Marvel is the company itself is a genius. Kevin Feige is a genius, and I think what they're doing is okay. Here's Matt. Here's Kingpin. Let's wait a few months and see if the people, the general public, did watch Daredevil, and they're not going to be confused. I think they're doing analytics, they're watching, they're talking on Netflix. Okay, how many people just started watching Daredevil now mm-hmm. that they're in the MCU? If they feel comfortable, they can just th- throw them right in and say, hey, Netflix happened. That's it. I really and the comics it. already introduced a new Iron Fist, an Asian man being Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So you can just bring him in and say Danny Rand died or whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Because everyone else is great. Mike Coulter's great. Bring him. Um, uh, Jessica Jones. I don't forget her real name. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. The only thing people didn't bring like. Patsy. Bring back Patsy. Yeah. The only thing people didn't like was Iron Fist. Fucking Iron Fist. Because it sucked. Um. I really fucking hope that's the route, man. I really well, I think hope Vince Netflix said, happened. From what he knows, it's the same Kingpin. He okay. did say that on Twitter. But, you know, actor can just... just they don't know. They don't They're know. asking the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, they could be... Next year... Because Echo is getting her own show. I know. And people freaked out when Kingpin was shot. And I'm like, this happened in the books. He was just blind. Which is stupid. But it's what happened. Yeah. And I did think, like, why is he wearing this stupid suit? Oh, yeah, I fucking have this book. This is a Spider-Man yeah. family business. Yeah, He's yeah. wearing the same fucking thing. All yeah, yeah. this whole story is family business. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. But I feel like the finale, I don't think Kingpin should have got physical. 
No. I, I don't see why Kingpin wouldn't meet the mother at the car with a group of other get back. Yeah, also, no, was... there were like a thousand mobsters, tracksuit mobsters. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they, they, were they really back. multiplied. Yeah, yeah, it was like the it was like uh, Matrix Two for a second. I'm like, yeah. why there's so many of you? Like, I saw three trucks, but that, that's like that, that's way too many people. Trucks. That's yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, they have. That's why I'm like Kingpin is almost too low down on the totem pole. Then if he's having to get physical that early, that and also like. I, I took it as he was playing with Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah. He wasn't trying. He was no. like, why should I try? And then all the arrows went off, whatever. Because he also ripped a fucking door off. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he's Brock also, Lesnar. Like, yeah. He was also way stronger. <laughs> and, like, hit by a car and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it did feel very comic book kingpin rather than, like, Netflix kingpin, which is, like, a man, a man who, is who is just strong. very strong. Yeah, who would crack your head with a car door. Well, maybe we'll, just, do that. maybe we'll just explain that, like, he got some super serum or something. <laughs> he got some black market super, super soldier serum. Maybe, dude. I mean, I that, mean yeah, it's happening. That shit was story. going around. A little bit. So I, I'm okay with it. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is still great. I just think, as I told you before, that if they just started the show with Kingpin and announced that he's there, he's the big bad of the yeah. season, had him like kind of like shadowing over everything. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been much better and less work to do in the finale. Also, the fact that like Hawkeye clearly knows that Kingpin is bad news. Yeah. Trying to avoid him and trying to yeah. avoid him makes me think Netflix happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, if it, he has history, exactly. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't seem running the tracksuit mafia doesn't seem like. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get the guy behind that upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and also his wife, who I guess was, was Mockingbird. Yeah. Well, yeah. the 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 watch said nineteen. Agent nineteen is Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there's some. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show definitely didn't happen because there's a Mockingbird there. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's a great show. Different, but, um, different, different multiverse, yeah. <laughs> but I think they're waiting back. to see the reaction before they say, oh, yeah, Netflix definitely happened. Yeah. The moment you see the Netflix shows uploaded on Disney+, Plus, <laughs> then, then, then you'll ha- know. Then they happened. Then it happened. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, all That's right. our half an hour to an hour rant on I all this. I honestly don't know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll if you're codes. skipping ahead... Uh, I don't know what time it's going to be because I got a lot of editing to do before this. Anyway, <laughs> you so, do have a lot um, of editing. So let's get to the X Men side of things. Let's get to Hellions number seventeen and eighteen. We're going to yeah, be we're we're coming to an end here. The end of one of the best contained runs and and of any comic I can remember in quite some time. A yeah. superhero, at least. Do you know what I mean? This somehow stuck the landing. Better than most books, honestly. So when we get to the last issue, I'm gonna have an analogy to a movie I like. But first, let's get to issue 17. What's no. happening in issue 17, Josh? All right. So the uh, the Hellions are back after uh, their escapades <laughs> and everything went south. Um, Psylocke is about to leave town when uh, a report comes that um, Peter's gone berserker. Yes, <laughs> and he. Um, because of, I guess, Nanny being killed, right? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah, like, yeah. She's almost dead. She was almost dead. Was yeah, killed. Nanny was either almost dead or killed yeah. recently. And oh, he, she was killed because they brought her back. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she was killed by the right. Yeah. And he wages a one-man war on a right compound in Arizona. And the Hellions get word of this, and they're like, oh, this is our goddamn team. It was so nice because it's like, hey, we got to take care of this. He's, he's one oh, of wait, us. no, she wasn't killed yet. She wasn't killed yet? He has... The right has what he's now considering his baby brother. Yes. And so he's going to the right compound to get this little alien back. Because yes. he thinks that will make Nanny love him. Because she's been... She dies at the end of this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, I see her now. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Hellions are like, ah, oh, fuck. Peter's our problem. We'll go do it. We'll clean this up. Uh, Empath isn't invited. And Which is it kind of continues that trend of like he wanted to be part of it. He did. He came out. He's like, like, my guys, what's right. up? Of course, we're back together. Get the band together, and yeah. immediately Grey Crow is like, motherfucker, I told you, I kill you. And he's like, yeah, no, I didn't want to be a part of this anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Peter's waging war on on this compound. The Hellions arrive. The local police are like, oh, phew, somebody else is here. We don't have to worry about this. Basically. Also, the council is very concerned because the first rule is harm no human. Yeah, which is why they're letting the Hellions go in there to stop this from happening. Yes. Um, And so they're met by some powered up people from the right. They take them down. Um, They're 
breaking into the compound, but it's too late. Peter's already burst in. Now, I'll pause you real quick. This issue also shows they are a good team. They are a great They're team. They're actually they, a they really, really, really good well team. Together. So, as you said, there is a rule of killing no man, but Peter's just mowed down a lot of fucking people to yes. get to this baby. But, as of right now, he's rescued the baby. He's gotten it back to Nanny. Nanny still doesn't really love him. Um, but as of right now, he's only killed people who hate mutants. Yes, and like terrorists. And, and terrorists. Like enhanced so like, humans. they can be like, oh, well, you know, we this was defense. Yeah, a defense, defense yeah. thing. So like, they're they're like, okay, this is not the end of the world. It's fine. But when he gives the baby back to Nanny, it's a thing that the right created. So it hates mutants. Even and it, though it is partially mutant. Even though it is a mutated AI. And it basically blows up in some way like shoots out solar energy and kills nanny and this sends uh peter over the edge yes he murders the doctors he comes out with his guns ablazing mows down the rest of the right and then before the hellions can get to him he twists motherfuckers heads off yeah he twists the motherfuckers head (laughs) do we know what happened to the baby after that oh no i don't i don't think we do Holy crap, I just realized that. We never knew what happened to the baby. No. It's still okay. Still out there somewhere. And before the Hellions can stop Peter, who's so far only murdered terrorists and racists, he murders two uh, innocent police officers who are just hanging out outside the scene. And that's how this one ends. And uh, the ending line, tragedy comes when trauma does its work in the darkness. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, cool. All I guess right, we're there some now. heavy shit, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we get to issue 18. So before I get this issue, there's a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Silver Linings Playbook with Bradley Cooper. And yeah, I, I know of it, but I didn't actually watch it. It's a, it's a very good movie, but it has one big flaw. I'm not going to spoil the movie. Again, it's worth watching. The We've done a movie. lot of spoiling today, man. Yeah, I know. We've got to draw the line somewhere. How about on this 10-year-old <laughs> 10-year-old movie? Bradley Cooper movie. So in the movie, it's about two people who are emotionally damaged, who always fuck up good things in their life. And that's the point that these characters keep making bad decisions no matter what. And by the end of the movie, it almost felt like a different movie. Like the last act, they decide to make the right choice. And they do this big dance thing, this big dance routine. And they solve all their problems, and the movie has that big happy ending. And I felt so weird. Because I watched this movie, a very real movie about struggle and trauma and how to deal with it. And they just gloss over at the end, and everyone's happy. And I remember going, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. you betrayed the movie. And also, when it comes to another movie, uh, Hereditary, you ever seen that one? Yes. I, oh, I never liked the ending of that movie, because yeah. I felt like it betrayed the premise of, like, mental illness and mm-hmm. paranoia. Just, oh, yeah. no, 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 everything's real supernatural. Yeah. I'm, I hear you. This book stays true to itself until the very last fucking page. And yeah. I love every second of it. The progression they made was natural and real, but it wasn't like, and we're good now. So let's get into it why I feel that way. This issue opens up with the council judging the whole group, which I was a little surprised about. I was like, oh, like they're not all in trouble. They didn't all kill innocent people, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but they're being judged. Like, how should we handle this? You did break the rules. And some people said, oh, he's only a child. Like, he's not, though. <laughs> like, let's be real. He's no, no, not no. a child. He's a real person. Um, and then we cut back to when they came to the island, and the X-Men are waiting for them. And they're like, hey, guys, let's keep this calm. And they're kind of like, all right, we'll keep it calm. Fuck off. <laughs> and like, mm, not like that. And then we have a brawl starting. Yeah. And I love that they're doing this because they're worried about Peter going to the pit. Yeah, they're trying to protect him. They're defending They know exactly friend. what is going to happen. The person that they fucking hated when they met him, they are now defending adamantly. And I that was like just the right emotional touch that they were going to stand by him to the very end. They of are very much a found family. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Empath was manipulating them after... Actually, I didn't fully get that part. Was he manipulating the situation itself or just stopped the fight? He did it to stop the fight. Yeah, okay, yes. So we get to that, and then we get to maybe my favorite part of this issue, which is them saying, well, we did a lot of bad things for other people, like Sinister. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, all right, that's enough. That's enough. Put them in the pit. And he walks up the side lock, and she just punches him in the gut. And he's like, how come she's not chained up? Well, she's a commander. 
And then she punches him a few more times. And she kicks a tooth out. Well, before that, she punches him, and Xavier's like, that's enough. Don't overstep your bounds. And then Storm says, give him one more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exodius agreed. Agreed. And then she just does a huge kick to his face, kicking his teeth out. And then they're like, all right, now shut up. And they muzzle his... They literally put a muzzle on him. Well, his whole thing of, like, hitting me is hitting the council, which is mm-hmm. hitting Krakoa. And they're like, shut up or we'll muzzle you. Muzzling me is muzzling Krakoa. And cause the then, and, nope, muzzle. That's it. So, cut to the actual judgment. We have Nightcrawler say, like, listen, we have to be better. We don't want people to feel like if you're broken, we're just going to toss you away, literally. We can't do that. Um, and they said, yeah, but rules are rules, which is true. Like, you have to be a country of laws. You have to follow those laws. There's very little room for exception. Like, the exception really is the rest of the team. Peter did kill those two other men in cold blood. That was plain and simple. And they're about to be put away. And we see Grey Crow, like, crying. Like, not wanting this, in his mind, this boy to be put away. And then Nandy comes in. And she's like... And shouts, what is this horse shit? Basically, yeah. (laughs) Or literally, yeah. And... She's saying, like, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And they said, nope, he has to go in the pit. Fine, I'll go with him. Well, you can't do that. You can't go with them. You didn't do anything wrong. Well, then I'll go out there and I'll kill humans. Uh, Kitty, is that still, oh, is it your parents' address? Yeah, and just like, says your parents' address. And, and Kitty's like, what the fuck did I do, though? <laughs> yeah. like, she was, like, legit, like, why me? I didn't do anything. She's like, I would never let him go in a pit without his nanny. Yeah, this is what she says. She says, "What? leave my mom out of this. What did I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And now they go into the pit with Sabretooth, and I don't know if anyone else has been put in the pit. I don't think so. So it's these people just in the pit where they, I guess, die. I forgot. Like Sabretooth won't. No, he won't. But eventually, he's going to die in this pit. That's it. And they are there. And the rest of the gang looks so genuinely sad that these people that 18 issues ago couldn't fucking stand, never wanted to be around. Oh, I guess, no. The pit is, it keeps them alive. It does, yeah. Yeah, because there is, death is not a punishment anymore. Yeah. And I love how everyone's sad and, and Sebastian Shaw kind of like smirks like, huh, all right. Like, like sometimes Sebastian, even though he's a bad guy, of course, he's always like seems impressed. And we'll get more into that from the Marauders issue. But he almost seems like proud to be part of this culture. Yeah. And always impressed by what happens next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to the gang kind of trying to figure out where they go from here. We, we have a Grey Crow about to kill uh, Empath. Empath with his old friends being really sad. They're giving him shit for being with that group. Yeah. He manipulates then, their brain so they stop giving him shit, but he's still he's, sad. Because he, he had legitimately a chance at real friends. Yeah. And he had real friends that he could actually be with. and then That he didn't have to manipulate. Yeah. And seeing him sad, like, that's because of his consequences in this book. His choices in betraying the team led to this. Him being truly alone, even though he's surrounded by a bunch of people. Even though he kind of did the right thing, though. He did. In the the grand scheme, he did. But he betrayed the people that trusted him for a moment. Yeah. Um, We have Kowanin telling Grey Crow, hey, don't do this. You don't have to. You're better than this. Let's mm-hmm. go. Me and you together, kind of vaguely. Yeah, thing. yeah. Let's go. So there's a little bit of a happy ending, I think. A little happy ending. We have Wild Child. And I forgot the character's name talking to him. Uh, Frenzy. Frenzy. I think. Hey, listen, I know you're not going to do oh, this. Oh, no, no, it's Dr. Reyes. Dr. Reyes. Um, I know you're not going to do this, but if you just take these pills twice a day, you're fine. Like, you'll be okay. You'll have control. And he just... He just takes it. Yeah. He finally just... Which is... That's the growth of his character. I he, think it's... Like, it's less that. I think it's just he's sat... Like... Well, I think I took it as he's tired of being a wild animal. Yeah, exactly. But he's also, I think he's just like dejected. You know, he's like, I'm tired of, like, I just, yeah, I don't want to feel. And he he knew now, he knows now what it's like to have full control. Mm -hmm. When he was evolved for a little bit, he did have full control. But just the way he goes and lays back down on his cot afterwards, it's just more of like a, I I don't have anything. Yeah, true. Hopefully they come back for him. Mm -hmm. And then we get to something that I think is going to lead to a whole other series. But um, we get to... Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> you, we, we get to my favorite part of the book. Uh, we get to the part where Scott basically says, like, hey, there were some complications, but we did it. Madeline's back. We brought her back. Complications? Yeah, there's some, some complications. And he even said, like, she's still my wife or something. <laughs> like, I am still married to her or some shit like that. Um, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. She comes with a lot of complications. Is yeah, what sorry, say. Yeah. And then he was like... 
I'm married, meaning, you know, the fact that she has a fucking clone yeah. here. <laughs> There's a lot of complications, but she's here. And he hugs her, says, I begged him to bring you back. Oh, did you? Did you consider what I want? Did you even think yeah. about me? And fucking I'm like, poor Alex. Shit. Poor Alex. And then she goes, uh, it's okay. Everything's fine. Oh, Maddie. Guys, gas lighting him already. Basically, I yeah. love it. She really is. She's and getting her hooks in him. We see oh. the, like, the Goblin Queen form. If people, you can't see me. I'm fanning myself yeah. here because. And then we get to a very, and again, part of a different book probably eventually. Yeah. But we get to uh, Emma and Magneto, who are two characters who are always on that line, on that cusp of like, I'm doing this for the greater good kind yes. of characters. Which honestly, lately is everyone. But um, basically they're agreeing that we cannot trust Sinister. No. Like, I'm glad you did this to stop his scheme, but, like, we know he has another scheme ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Sinister, playing with DNA, which we know becomes those chimeras. Yeah. Playing with the DNA of these characters. Yeah. And then we end the book on the beach with Kawanin and Grey Crow. Just hanging touching. out, holding hands. And I love the fact the way they did it. It wasn't like they kissed at the end mm-hmm. or hugged. It was just a hand mm-hmm. showing affection Two people that have a hard time showing affection, showing and affection to each other. Yeah. Like, awesome. Fantastic. Perfect. I cannot wait for this to be collected in like a full trade oh, so I can get 100%, it. Oh, 100%. Know. This has been one of my favorite books this past year. It's fantastic. It's a perfect ending. And like I said before, this ending doesn't feel like it betrays the premise of the entire story. No. No one feels like they didn't earn where they are, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Either they put themselves there, or they made the right choice because of the situations they've been in. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. One, ten X's, fantastic. Yeah. Without a doubt, ten X's. Like I said to start this thing, it's front to back one of my favorite like short runs of any series in quite some time. Yeah. Can't give enough love. Do you need a break? You're good? I'm fine. Yep. Just my eye hurts. Um, Can't see. Now, before we get to the next issue, I forgot. We There's some things we've had to mention. There's some events happening soon. So I thought I'd just mention it real quick. Yeah, do it. Yeah, why not? Um, they announced... Oh, you don't know about this. They announced an event called Judgment Day. We don't have any details, but it's next summer's big event. Okay. Um, it's apparently a crossover between Avengers, uh, Eternals, and X-Men. What do you mean? Where are the X-Men coming in from? I, I don't know the premise of this event, why it's happening, but apparently these three factions are going to war in some way, shape, or form. Leave the X-Men out of this judgment. <laughs> well, I, I've i been re- looking for an excuse to catch up on Avengers, because written by Jason Aaron, and oh, he's, shit, yeah. he's really good. And the book, where I, I got like four or five trades in, and it was really good. I just had to stop for like financial reasons. But um, I'm gonna, definitely going to jump back in and see, catch up on that. And I've read Eternals a little bit, the newest run. It's fine. It's okay. like not my movie. Who's doing that one? Uh, it's. Uh, Doesn't matter. I'm probably not Karen Gillan? Oh. Right? That's his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's done Wicked and Divine yeah, and yeah. a million great things. Um, so he's doing that one. And then I guess it's a crossover. I don't know if it's going to be like the main X Men book or just X Men in general, but it's the three factions. That's what we know. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. We also have Steve Orlando going to write Marauders soon. Yep. Which uh, I think is why we're getting a lot of filler issues with Marauders. Yeah. Kind of just leading to the end. Um, also co-written for the annual by Nyla Rose, AEW Pro Wrestler. Yeah, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, I think it's only two. Oh, Knights of X is also announced, I think, also by Steve Orlando. Is it? I think so. Because that's the... Um yeah, what is Knights of? I it's don't not know the, what it yeah, is. it's not the Nightcrawler one. That was the Legion. Well, I thought like, is that related? Legionnaires, that's what they're. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of new X books coming out soon that I'm excited for. Awesome. Which also leads to us being a little more selective with our X books. In point in case, in point uh, in case. we're dropping X Force everybody yes. officially. Anyone's been listening knows we have not been had a great time reading X Force, and we've been getting lazier and lazier on it, we and we decided. Wolverine? No, I'm going to stick with the many days, lives, whatever. I did. I pre-ordered each of those first books. Yeah. If they end up looking important, we'll stick with that. I think now. they are. I think they're going to be, unfortunately. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to stick with Wolverine, but we are officially dropping uh, X-Core, right? I think they dropped it. I don't. I, I, I think it's done. I think I, it is done, but I, I don't think care it to read it. dropped it, yeah. yeah. And we're dropping X-Force. Yes. Because there's going to be a lot of mutant stuff, and you know what? And we're, we're dropping Hellions. <laughs> Exactly. Sadly. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to Excalibur 25. 
uh, Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe's masterpiece. I just literally every week, yeah. or not every week. The last time it. you described what's happening in the book yeah. to me, I do remember going, "I kind of want to read this." It's now. it's it's really leaned into its fantasy goodness, and and I enjoy it. So when we last left, the troops of King Arthur were fighting. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like, that's I, fucking stupid, it's right? Great, but it's fucking stupid. Last time on Excalibur. <laughs> Uh, King Arthur and his troops were fighting uh, the Captain Britain Corps in Excalibur. Yes. Um, as well as Saturnine. Yes. And because King Arthur hates mutants because his son is a mutant and is destined to one day kill him. Not so sure. also he's kind of under the influence of Merlin, who is a real bad dude right now. So <laughs> Sure. So there no, you go. Keep going. There's your catch up. <laughs> uh, so we're in the midst of that fight. Um, when we kind of cut back to see Betsy meeting with an old group called Strike, who is, I don't really know anything about, but it's an older group from Excalibur, Yore, and Captain Captain Britain comics of, of Yore. Yes, good day. <laughs> so um, I don't really know much about them, but she um, assembles them along with the Excalibur team to assist the Captain Britain Corps in defending the Citadel against King Arthur. So most of this book is the um, the daughter of Captain, now Avalon, and Megan, whose name I can't remember, the little precocious girl. She's got witch powers, and she's kind of like, per, like saying, like, here's what's happening on the battlefield. Here's their one weakness that you can do. You need to strike now if you're going to do this. This is what I can foretell blah 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 um so excalibur suits up and they go to try to launch a sneak attack on king arthur as merlin is um i'll have to cut this out (laughs) just tell me later um so they sneak attack king arthur while merlin is working on a spell that will take down all the magic and defenses in the citadel um it's at this time that they realize oh my god they're about to just straight up murder all the captain britons because they or captains britain because they have all their weapons turned on them and at this very moment merlin's spell kicks in and all the magic associated with the citadel ceases to exist including captain britain that's where her power is drawn from but let's not forget Betsy is also a mutant, and Betsy is also got a lot of ninja still in her from the times that she was ninja lady. Yes, question real quick. Because I, I, now, because I've been reading Kawan and stuff for so long, mm-hmm. what are Betsy's powers again? Very similar. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're basically the same. Oh, okay, fine. they basically Good. Are the same. Powers. How convenient. <laughs> yes, exactly. They are basically the same person. Uh, just I was confused when I saw Kawan and used a psychic blade. I was like, wait a minute, I thought psychic stuff was. Betsy. They yes, they have each other's powers. Um, And because of this, she's like, "Oh, King Arthur, you think you won, motherfucker? Let me introduce you to my side blade." (laughs) And she's like, "Oh, you remember? You hate mutants. Guess what, bitch? I am a mutant." Yeah. And she fucking kicks his ass and is basically (laughs) like, "If I catch you around these parts again." You're done, motherfucker. You're donezo. <laughs> and I'm going to kill your old wizard friend, too, if, he, if I see his old wizard-ass face around here again. <laughs> and so they are about to save Saturnine from her her untimely death at the hands of Merlin and lack of um, magic to protect her by teaming up with Jamie, who creates a, a pocket reality where they can tear through the fabric of reality, sure. all this shit, right? Anyway. Yeah. All you need to know is um, Saturnine gets sucked into this. All I need to know is why am I covered in glitter? And so are you. Oh, I am? You have cut glitter on you, too. Okay. I don't know where glitter Maybe that's from. what's in my eyeball, then. Maybe. I don't know. Because remember I told you earlier, your beard was glitter. all glittery. We didn't go to a strip club today. Where, where did I get glitter I on me? I didn't do shit. Well, when we were making love earlier, but... But we didn't have any glitter involved in that. So. Not today. Anyway. All, all of this is staying in. <laughs> um, anyway, Jamie can't keep the fabric of reality open. Merlin completes a spell. And Betsy and Saturnine get sucked into some other reality 
they wake up somewhere called the sea of secrets and uh saturnine and betsy are just stranded in the middle of the ocean now that's kind of funny so now uh it looks like excalibur is going to turn into a buddy cop movie i can live with that which i five five x's i love you know, it i might jump on this book i think I you might. should i think you should jump in it i might jump in this book it's it's real fun all right next up things that i was gonna say aren't fun it's good it's just it's uh aggravating is sword number nine. Oh yeah very aggravating very, very aggravating um uh let's go so we have the guy's name i always forget the glasses guy oh gyric gyric talking to the head of Alpha Flight, Nor- Northstar. And he's already agreed to be part of Orcus. No, Northstar is... Um, Sorry, who's yeah, he then? Is I this, can't remember his fucking is name. Is this Alpha right Flight? Now. No, his name isn't Alpha Flight. Captain Canada for now. Hold on, I'm looking it up in the cast of characters. They just call him James Hudson. I can't remember. He has a superhero fucking name. He does have a superhero fucking name. Right, anyway, um, James is talking to this guy about what the plan is and how they're going to handle the mutants and what they're going to do. And then he also hints, trying to manipulate James, saying, like, also, I know your friend's a Wolverine. You know, do you think maybe, possibly, he's being mind-controlled to do all this stuff anyway? Do you so think, like, like oh, okay. And I did like that he's like, don't even try that shit. I already told you I'm with you. You don't, like, have to sell me. I'm already here, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're talking about their big scheme to fuck up the mutants because I did like this little moment where he's like, we already named this planet after the god of war, and we're willing to go to war to get it back. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually really good writing and a good line. Like, you see how serious it's about this. Even though it's like, why do you even give a fuck? Guardian. So, yeah. His name is Guardian. His character Guardian, is Guardian, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, so they know the Shi'ar Empire is coming to, um, to not Mars, to Akaro, to see everything, to make connections, and they're not happy about this at all. I'm and, so happy every time I remember... Uh, Oh my God! What's her name? Chandler or yeah. Zandler, whatever her name is, mm. is the um, the current leader of the Shi'ar Empire. I yeah. love that little character. She's and so cool. This still connects to that one random one shot where Storm saves everyone's life in the Shi'ar Empire. Mm-hmm. Like they trust her. They know her. Yep, which is great. That that girl because she is a child. Yeah, especially. So we see this group of um, the Shi'ar Empire. Which is, for some reason, filled, filled with people who are vaguely like X-Men. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this weird... I don't know much about the current state of the Shi'ar Empire. I didn't read some of the cosmic stuff happening earlier with the Annihilation story. But we have a guy who's very similar to Colossus. A guy who's very similar to Sabretooth. Don't get attached. Don't worry. We'll get to that. So they're meeting and kind of saying, where's Storm? Why isn't the queen here yeah. to welcome us right yeah. now? Yeah, I'm a queen. Where's the other queen? Yeah, uh, she's busy defending her spot. It seems like every day someone new challenges her for the right to be queen. She's not from here. She doesn't deserve to be part of this group. Blah, blah, blah. Then we cut to Abigail's little uh, conversation about Cable and how I think essentially her saying how to beat Cable she really wanted to. She's saying how, like, his virus, which is all connected to Warlock. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is all connected to the Phalanx, which is yeah. the thing that eventually brings the end, as we saw yes. in Powers of, of Ten or whatever. Oh, and also, just a little backpedaling, um, they did mention in Hellions how, hey, don't forget, Nanny, you also broke one of our big rules. You brought a techno-organic life to Kokoa that could have killed everyone, really. Yeah. Like, that's another big rule about AI evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... She's talking about how he's balanced by the virus and his telekinesis. If he didn't have his, his virus, his telekinesis might go crazy. Yeah. You never know. And she's like, it's like a house of cards that could easily come tumbling Just down. Just crashing down. Which Anyway. <laughs> it's never, that's never been the plot of 5,000 cable stories. Yeah. And then she also notes how he knows the future. Like, I wonder how history looks at me. Probably not fondly. Anyway, like... <laughs> For what I'm about to do or whatever. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's in a history book or very, whatever. Very, very. It's like, I wish he could see what the other... Because the bottom half of this page is deep secret. Deep secret. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting what, what she's implying. She's been implying a lot of things. I'm so curious where it's going to go. Um, then we see Cable kind of getting comfortable with this whole new setup Ugh, for him. Why did I agree to let the kid talk me into this? Yeah, exactly. I was actually confused for a second. I'm like, are there two Cables? No. Okay, it's just... Two panels, but not yeah, split it's not up. yeah. Um, and then we have shit getting really crazy. We have the new Lethal Legion, 
which I thought were Iron Man bad guy group. They're actually like an older Avengers bad guy group. Mm. We don't know any of these characters. We do get a character breakdown. I'm not going over all that. No, they don't matter. No. But um, the, what you need to know is they fuck up the Shi'ar Super Guard. They don't matter, but they are apparently the best fighters in the entire galaxy. Well, obviously they knew who they were fighting. Yes. They, got pre-rated they immediately ripped the neck or the head or the throat off this not saber tooth character oh i think they decapitate this motherfucker 100 percent. they demoralize um gladiator yeah who is basically superman yeah except even they, stronger and less moral but he's powered by confidence and yeah. now he doesn't have he confidence. Has no confidence uh we have this not colossus character who get absorbed by this gremlin pink gremlin guy we have another man explode another guy's head because, like, an energy ball took over one of the characters' body, and mm-hmm. then that character punched another guy in the mouth and then opened spikes in his hand. Like, yes. some pretty metal, crazy shit happening in this book. We have another man shrink and then just kill another character by touching him, apparently. Like, this goes completely batshit crazy. Of course, we have to have. Cannonball say he's not invincible while he's blasting. Gotta of course, you, you have to get that in somehow. But it doesn't matter because motherfucking storm blasts in that shit and does her thing while a mystery character saying mm, you can beat storm if you have the right weapon. Mm-hmm. Like okay, who's saying that? But we don't have the right weapon, so let's get out of here. Like basically, basically yeah. storm <laughs> showing up. They're like, did not uh, account for that. We're gonna lose. Let's get the fuck out of here. Basically. And then we have um, Guardian and uh, Garrick, Garrick. Garrick mm-hmm. talking about their mole and how it's time to use him. And the last fucking page that totally caught me off guard, Wizkid is the mole. Is he being mind controlled? Is he playing with Garrick? I can't imagine he's really a bad guy here. Well, Or they. they is, wait, I, is this character going by they now? I don't know, honestly. But here's one thing I have. I just noticed when I turned the page. Abigail's there while he's talking. Abigail's literally right behind him when he's talking. Yeah, I'm a, I think it's meant to be like he's whispering it. Like she's just leaving. But I honestly wouldn't be shocked if she's like a, a double agent, you know? If, if, if she's we, no, also no, if, a mole? If Wizkid is a double agent and oh, she's yeah. planning all this. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like she's that's, playing all this. That's signs. what I'm saying. Like is he like, is is he being mind controlled or is he playing them? It's either he is the mole or he's playing them. Because I, I think it's weird that she's right behind him. Yeah. She's, she's the character who's on top of literally everything. I wouldn't be surprised if he's yeah. playing them. But initially when I saw that page, I'm like, holy fuck. But still, maybe not. That's surprising. It's loud, uh, AC. So, that is issue nine of Sword. Very surprising because it started kind of slow, and I was like, "Oh wow, we're just going at it now." Just the boom, shit's, shit's getting crazy. Full speed ahead. So, I, you know, what? I give that one five X's. It was out of the blue, really fun. Really I good. would, yeah, I think five X's is a good number for yeah. that book too. Now, I think for the very first time, the worst book in the stack. Is Marauders for like a couple weeks now in a row? It's a been couple a couple weeks in a row, it's, but this yeah. is the worst one in the yeah, stack. You're right. I'm with you. It, it's won't surprise you to learn at the end. It's gonna rate pretty high, but it's primarily it's because not bad. It's, it's a kitty. Yeah. It's a Kate story. So it's, it's a Kate story, but also it's not. We have a cat just sitting on everything. Speaking of to kitty, get, uh, speaking of kitty, <laughs> to get attention. But honestly, it's not a bad issue. It's a fun little jaunty adventure, but still have the last six. But it also <laughs> doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. No. Like, when someone in this issue mentions science, I'm like, let's not talk about science. Yeah, so <laughs> when last we left the Marauders, uh, they were blown out into space. By Lando Calrissian. By, Lando Cal- by Marvel Lando Calrissian. Yes. Um, and he took his shit back, and he was heading out of town. Took his shit back. Yeah, he's like, well, honestly, yes, yeah. both. Um, but fear not. <laughs> Let's get into this. Let's get right. This is the last book in the stack. Let's get right into this. Fear not, Explain dear listener. <laughs> so they have been pulled out into the vacuum of space. Vacuum, keyword. The vacuum of space, yep. where there is literally no oxygen. Yep. There is nothing. It is cold. It is a vacuum. It literally is anti-life. Yeah. Um. They are out there for a few seconds. It has to be a few seconds. Has to be a few seconds. No one, not Iceman, 
can move as fast as it would take yeah. to do what's about to happen. Though. Yeah. So if but, this if the art was shown like the moment they were sucked out in space, he was already yeah, doing it. Then yeah, maybe that's totally different, maybe I would believe the it. first panel is them floating in space. They are floating in space, quote unquote, suffocating. Because I don't one it's you wouldn't vacuum. have time to suffocate <laughs> yeah. your <You> head. <laughs> your head would collapse. Yes, like. Please, everyone, look at uh, Tim Robbins dying in Mission to Mars. That's what it's like. Look up that death scene. That's what it is. <laughs> it's it's instantaneous. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Iceman, being the Omega-level mutant he is, turns to ice, which means he doesn't have to breathe now. Sure. Okay. I, that was never a thing I heard, but I sure. Ne- but yeah, like, yeah, I guess fine. it makes sense because if your lungs are ice too, where how could they breathe anyway? Like, sure, if you want to get deep with it. Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. All right, so he doesn't need oxygen now. So you that's know, been actually, explained. I'm okay with that because when he gets like his arm cut off, it's just ice. It's just ice. So okay, okay. He doesn't need oxygen while he's in ice form. I can get with that. Okay. Yeah. He then engulfs the crew... <laughs> In a ball of ice <laughs> that has a pocket of oxygen. Somehow has a pocket of oxygen From where? in it. Doesn't matter. Because you're in the vacuum of space. Because you're in the vacuum. Again, if they did this right when they were leaving the ship. Which is, I think they try to explain he grabs some from the ship somehow. But it's like, no, I mean, you're already yeah, in you're space. You're already in space floating. They're opening pages, you're floating. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> they have a brief amount of oxygen. Um, but they're freezing to death, so they light a small bit of fire, which they note will eat the oxygen. Um, then Shaw and, and Bishop decide, oh, let's power ourselves up so we can propel through space. So they just start punching each other to absorb Wait, more okay. power. Before this, there is a moment I love between Kate and, um, uh, pyro because she gets the gun and she's like I have an idea and he's like yeah. you're right it's better to burn out than fade away she's like no what not yet no. at least she says not, not yet what? Just, no. what no we're not there yet <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so before they fully start punching each other Kate also says I took a science class hey make me some water which made me literally laugh out loud because do not bring up science when you did what you just did but it's so Kate Pride though yes um, oxygen, and, bravo! <laughs> and so she creates oxygen by shooting her laser gun into water because electricity into H two O turns into hydrogen. Yes, whatever, uh, or oxygen, whatever. Um, so, bravo! She created oxygen. Um, now, can I describe this next part? Because these are some of my favorite characters. Yes, please do. So take it from here. Now, <laughs> this is the only part in this issue that actually makes sense to me. More or less, because these are two characters where their power is absorbing energy. That yes. is literally their power. Mm-hmm. So they go, "Fuck it, let's just punch each other. Let's just punch each other." And so we both have a bunch of kinetic energy and whatever X energy you want to say it is that we can just use force. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Makes sense. It makes sense for this issue especially. I like that Iceman is bracing them by holding them with ice like straps, basically. Like, I like that little touch. I like that they both immediately knew what they are doing because, again, they had the same fucking power. Mm-hmm. So, like, they already understand each other because they've been living this power their whole life. So yeah. I like that. So continue. So that's what they're doing. And using uh, Emma's telepathy, they are going to shoot their little comet. <laughs> they're going to turn it into a comet at this point. Yes. And shoot their power so that it propels the ice ball forward which is goofy it's very goofy this is all very goofy. which will puncture a hole in it so iron man one and iron man ice man once again closes the hole real quickly sure and then the thing is going to be propelled at that point on momentum in the vacuum of space where there is no momentum you need to be propelled forward by something you have to be continuously propelled yes you can't just stop you can't there is stop and Historically, there's no gravity. Yes. Yeah. Famously, (laughs) there's no gravity. I mean, and it's a yes ish thing because, like, there is momentum, but you can't control it. But at that that. point, you're floating. They are are rocketing still. That's the thing. You're floating. You're not going to keep 
going. Yeah. You are just floating. If you're, there's an you actual go back to drifting. Yeah, yes, drifting. and then you'll get pulled into something. But yeah, yeah. they are still being propelled at a rapid speed <laughs> toward the spaceship. Um, and so now, <laughs> to get onto the spaceship, <laughs> my girl Kate, who famously can walk on molecules in the air. Yes. But there is no air. This actually felt like a callback to when she stopped the giant bullet. This is one hundred percent what it is. Yeah, and which is why she says earlier, she's like, "I gotta stop going on space missions." Yeah. <laughs> um. So she launches herself forward through space <laughs> because when she's in her phasing state, also doesn't need to breathe. When Emma's a diamond, doesn't need to breathe. So. Okay. The phasing thing. I'm, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're phasing. She, you're, yeah. But again, she's being propelled forward Which somehow. Is nothing's propelling you because you're in the middle of space. And you're also intangible. Yes. So what What's is propelling, propelling you? you? If they did this when like the ice cube touched the ship, and then in that moment she jumps. But no. No. <laughs> she is leaping through. So anyway, she gets in the ship. This is easily the dumbest issue of comics I've read in a long time. Like it's not bad. And it's not but trying it's to be smart. Dumb. Like <laughs> there's come anyway. Yeah. And because she's moving so fast, she can't stop herself from continuing to phase and fall yeah. until the very end and she falls all the way through the ship and hurts herself. Yeah. And she staggers her way back up. I do it, love her fist still say, kill Shaw. <laughs> I still love her fist. Again, none of this makes sense, but a grown-up Kate still being kind of a brat. Also, air doesn't matter, but the picture is showing her holding her breath. Look yes. at the actual yeah, picture. Yeah, she's holding, holding her, breath. her breath. Yeah, she's 100% holding her breath. <laughs> oh, God. So stupid. Oh, my God. This is so funny. But anyway, my girl, my girl Kate grew up, and, and you know I'm fully in love with her now. Yes. I loved her as a as a relatable kid character, and I've grown up to love this I'm waiting this for them to make that of figure her. of her in this actual costume to get for you. Oh, my God. I'm going to get it immediately. Die. <laughs> I will die. So she's got her Star of David necklace on. She's yeah. taking a swig of this man's uh, alcohol and just kicking his ass and reminding and telling him, listen, I was trained by a ninja. Um, and he's like, I don't know what ninjas are. And she's like, well, they're pretty good at fighting. <laughs> that's, that's a nice touch. Like, yeah, he wouldn't know what a ninja is. <laughs> and so she kicks his ass a bunch and then also gets her ass kicked a little I bit. I love that her face is swollen. Yes. Like, this artist loves giving her a black oh, eye. I love it, too. I love it, too. Oh, yeah. um, Phil Noto is so great. Yes. But this, this story is so much better because of his art. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so Emma, who's still telepathically linked with Kate and blocking her and pain receptors and not dead because she is a diamond. Yeah. Um, well, she can't be now because she's doing telepathy. So she's not a diamond now. Um, sure. <laughs> <and> so <laughs> anyway, Kate takes the thing off of his head that's blocking her. She Emma jumps inside of this dude's head. Uh, but now she is taking all her power away. And so Kate can feel all the bumps and bruises. And she's like, yeah. oh, why did I headbutt him? <laughs> and, and Emma's like, I don't know, but it looked good, darling. <laughs> it was I very like exciting. I when, when she was beating the shit out. I'm like, dude, oh, I'm really good at fighting. I'm I really love when it. Kate is just like, I'm very good at fighting. Like, I was raised by ninjas and Wolverine. Yeah, like, like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I have been an X-Man since I was 16 years. Yeah. No, 14 years old. Yeah. Like. Anyway, uh, the book ends with uh, them getting his shit back. Um, them still honoring their side of the deal and giving him their the mystery medal, dropping his ass off on Araco and then taking off and back into space. Yep. And then it ends with what I thought was a throwaway line when Bishop said, "I'm going to start a war college." Yeah. But no, he's now decided he's going to start a new quarterly training regiment for different people on Krakoa. And they're going to be randomly selected or whatever. And Magic wrote back to this telegram saying, congrats on inventing Krakoan jury duty. <laughs> and then, JK, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So, again, because of the art, because of the hem- heavy shadow catness, and Emma just being an all-around badass, I, I honestly give it three X's. I think three is fair. It is one of the dumbest issues I've ever read in X Men, yeah. but it's still fun. I would it's still great art. It's great art. Characters I, are still fun. I would read it again if yeah. I was coming across the series. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than I should have, frankly. 
Uh, so yeah, that's our batch this week. Yeah, I think it's a solid batch in general. But yeah. yes, the issue in a vacuum is fucking stupid. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, Hellions, we'll miss you. Fantastic. For real, man. R.I.P. to that series. Uh, and Sword, very intriguing. Consistently, in- I think that's the perfect word for that series. Intriguing. It's been intriguing for sure. So yeah. when um, Steve Orlando starts writing in this book, starts writing Marauders, um, it might be an adjustment, especially based off uh, Duggan's writing. Yeah. Because if you ever if you never read anything from Steve Orlando, he's good, but he takes his time to get there sometimes. And like I've read his books, I'm like, where the fuck is this going? And the payoff is fantastic. Yeah. But like there'll be like those one or two issues where I'm like, is this important? Like, should I care about this? And then like, boom, worth it. Nice. So I'm waiting to see how that goes. I forgot who the artist is. I didn't look at how the art's gonna look. But yeah, I'm excited for a change, a fresh start. There's gonna, yeah, with that Destiny of X line, there's everything's gonna, be gonna a, change. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the X Men book is gonna have a new creative team already too. I don't think is it's it? gonna be Gary that. Duggan now. Oh, unless I'm mixing it because X Men Red is gonna be a thing too because they're it gonna is. Be on Mars. And it's not Tom Taylor, which I'm sad about. Yeah. He has a new exclusive deal with DC because yeah. he's fantastic. He's killing it. He's killing it on Nightwing at least. Nightwing, Superboy, and um, uh, this medieval book. I forgot what it's called now. Yeah, I don't. Remember. It's really good though. I forgot his name, but yeah, he's one of the best writers right now. He's written plenty of stuff for Marvel, and mm-hmm. I guess DC's like, dude, stay here. Yeah, Which we got I you. Him. Yeah. yeah, I got him. I I, and it. the little book he wrote, he wrote for X Men was fantastic. The original yeah. X Men Red was really, really, really good. fucking good. I enjoyed it a lot. And honestly, even though he's doing a million Star Wars things, I really want to see Charles Soule come back to um, X Men. Charles Soule is a fantastic writer. He wrote that beginning half of Astonishing X Men. Yeah, fantastic. Really good. So I really want him to come back to that. Anyway, guys, yeah, that was this week's batch. Thank you yeah. guys for joining us. Thank you guys for sticking with us when we're being a little inconsistent with our schedule. Yeah. Uh, One as, of us is moving. Yeah, I was going to say, as you may remember if you've listened, um, I am in the midst of starting a new job and moving to a new state. So yeah. uh, things have been pretty fucking wild. Yeah, and it's uh, the holidays. And <laughs> it's been the holidays. So, uh, yeah. So thank you guys for sticking with us. If you're uh, also a fan of our Batman podcast, still going with that it's gonna take a little time to figure out schedules we're gonna hopefully this weekend record a new episode maybe yeah i was gonna say let's we definitely got to get one in this weekend because then all next week is gonna be real fucking tight for my ass (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all those things together um but yeah guys thank you for listening you can find me at madman3005 josh where can i find you well you can find me at xbrarian or at krakoaradio.com hell yeah all right guys until then we will see you Next time.